Hello, welcome to my podcast, Inspire, where everything's inspirational. So here we have my guest, Yao On. Uh, he's a art teacher. Um, could you tell me about what is it like to be an art teacher? Uh, hello, everyone. And what do I like about being an art teacher? Um, I, I guess is um, the ability to to help students see a different perspective uh, in the world. Uh, I feel like sometimes uh, it's so easy for us to to see things as it is, but the challenge in teaching art is to teach children to see not the obvious, but to to you know dig deeper um, into their heart and also into their mind as well, into thinking what is it that made you feel that way. So feel like uh, art, <clears throat> um, you know, it's it's a very expressive. Um, subject, you know, just like poets, um, you're writing poet, um, <clears throat> singing, so, and, and all the other art forms is, you know, expression. Um, so like math, science, or any other subjects where, where, you know, things are already exist. So what I mean by that, like science, or maths, um, it's like waiting for people to discover. And it's not something that you can create. It's already there. But as for like art, I feel like it's very original. And what I mean by that, it's like, <clears throat> um, say the painting of Mona Lisa. Without uh, you know, Leonardo da Vinci of him creating that painting, then it could never exist in the world. So I feel, yeah, I feel, you know, so art is like so, so unique in a way that only a person is able to express it. Yeah, and without that expression, then it wouldn't exist at all. You know, just like your favorite artists when they sing their song, if they, you know, you won't like it and you won't appreciate it if that song doesn't exist. Only that person, that specific person, can only create it. Uh, just like in in drawing as well. Um, only then we can, um, yeah, uh, appreciate and like it. So, yeah, that's that's something that I found art is very very special. And I hope that you know students, you know, when I teach students, I they're able to see that that as well. That art is so unique and also very crucial as well for the society. We see you watched this uh, TV series called Genius. The first series was about Einstein, and then the second was about Picasso. So Picasso mm -hmm. is referenced up by his abstract art, you know, like how it tells his own individual story through an art piece, and mm -hmm. it delivers it a bit weird to how normal artists does. So when his teacher. He was like a very high standard teacher that was teaching him and he was really uh, chained down by the techniques and, and how art needs to be specifically. And then when he wanted to express himself, he was always um, belittled and disheartened by uh, not being respectful to the religion of art. So do you think that students can also be uh, individual or 
express their emotions as who they are when they're creating art? Yeah, yeah. I one of the things that I try to encourage my my student is don't feel the need that you always need to follow a certain certain rule or a certain um, style or technique in art because art literally comes in many many different forms and shapes and <clears throat> and, and atoms I say <laughs> so you know art, art is so unique um, you know as I mentioned before it can come in expressing in writing words like poems yeah singing um rapping um one of the things drawing painting um yeah you know there's there's a lot of ways to express yourself because and one thing that i also you know realized as well is what made all these artists unique and famous is because they they were able to do things that no one did before so like, you know, with Picasso with the cubism <clears throat> and I mean, when people like, so, so he, Picasso, he actually started out with, uh, you know, um, painting very realistically. And then he felt that, oh my goodness, this is so boring. And so, and he actually mastered the skill of painting uh, very, you know, very well and realistically at the very, very young age, I think around 17. Yeah. So younger than both of us, he was already a master. Very good at painting, and then as you get older, he he found out and he was influenced by I think I believe the African African mask. You can see the the rigid shape, yeah. And <clears throat> he was like, oh, I really like how they they create the faces on these uh, African mask, the tribal African mask. So he tried to you know make the face a bit more rigid, with the nose sort of like much more sharper um and then eventually by the age of um 80 or 90 years old you can see and then you compare his drawing when he first started out very professionally and then late in his very you know end of his years you can see that all the drawing of a portrait is like completely different it's it's very unique and also very very um shocking and surprising as well to some people because you know the face and the nose where they should be is uh altered like the eyes one of the eyes like one higher one's lower the nose is like going to the side of the face the mouth is on the other side of the face um and then people love it you know at first of course people found it very very weird and and scary um and then you know, uh, later on, the people start to appreciate and, and start to understand, you know, what is he trying to do? Because, you know, he's trying to tell people, you know, draw, draw what you feel. You know, and, and that's what abstract is all about. Um, of course, there are artists that focus on drawing realistically, but I feel like artists who, who really try to, you know, express themselves um, in, in a unique way and, and really dare to experiment uh, different technique and style um, is what what make them successful as well. You know that's why we have you know, many different types of uh, work. You know sculpture as well. With uh, nowadays people really enjoy collecting like sculpture of little um, toys. You know those are also considered to be like a really expensive art as well. Yeah. So yeah, one thing I I, I would say I I, I encourage uh, every students to 
to express themselves, um, to really build out their foundation to understand uh, what works and what doesn't work. Um, it's, it's not like saying that, you know, uh, I'll just draw a figure, stick figure and say, this is a million dollar. Um, I think with that, you really need to build some sort of foundation to understand how this, how to draw and then slowly experiment um, into thinking um, how to make it look unique and also true to your to yourself yeah <clears throat> yeah. yeah that's exactly what art is like when they are drawing something that they feel is the expression the emotion like how we write words is is defined by how we feel and like it's conveyed through the words we understand and already know to be able to express them. So like how have you have you ever experienced a student being able to express themselves uniquely to to a topic or without any reference? Mm. Um a lot of times, um, because you know the, the age group that I teach, they're they're still you know young. Um, <clears throat> to to draw well, I believe is you also need to have um, you know developed this five senses that you have um, you know sight, taste, smell, touch, and hearing. Um, and, and that's something that I really encourage all my students to, to do. I, I understand that you know, with the COVID um, lockdown, it's very difficult for, for them to go outside. <clears throat> but this is something that is very crucial for, for young children. Um, you know, when, when, they, when they draw, the reason that um, people, uh, this is something I believe as well, uh, it, it, they can't remember um, how to draw is because they the image is not set in their mind clearly. So for example, if I want to draw an elephant, um, I, I would know that there are the features of like, you know, the two tusks, the, the, the trunk, the full, you know, legs, big ears. But if I try to draw realistically, then it will look very funny because even though I know the animal, but I won't know all the you know the, the creases the the detail and the texture of the elephant so <clears throat> normally what i do uh, whenever children uh, they they want to draw from um their mind uh what i encourage them is to you know use their their ipad or i provide some pictures for them to sort of have a reference to help them uh to draw um like we in terms of like you know free expression of course i encourage them to to have that but because you know with, with me teaching i always have uh you know this um the style that we are trying to go for um so last time we were learning about pop art and they really want to try and draw this thing out so like uh say like a, a lion or something <clears throat> and you know, a lion trying to draw something like that, you also need to think about how, what does it look like by the end of the class? Um, so I would have to try and balance out between 
you know, controlling them what to do and also freeing myself to allow them to express. Um, so it, I, I guess it would be um, a bit difficult. Um, for me, what way I teach is like a private art school. So you know, a lot of times parents, they, they tend to expect a lot of uh, good results, you know. <clears throat> and yeah, so I, I really try to, to balance out between um, when to control and when not to control, because I feel like over, over time, if you try to over control too much, um, then the, all the students would, would look the same, which is not what I want to achieve. So really, yeah, this is like, I would say it's a bit difficult to really, you know, um, to approach. And I would want to make sure that all of the uh, students' work are, are different, it has, uh, you know, different drawing as well. Um, I would say probably like for students who are new to drawing and, but you know, really want to express themselves, I would try to guide them on how to create it. But whereas students who are a bit more experienced in the art skill, um, I will allow them, I'll try my best, you know, not to touch their work as well. Just let them you know, try it out. And I would also give them like feedback and some advices to help them see um, what kind of things they can do uh, to make it look uh, a bit more cool or unique. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would say I would say just trying to find the balance to to see, um, yeah, between what is what what when to control and and when not to control, and with their you know free of, of uh, expression in their art. Yeah, it just really depends. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you think that the uh, student's identity is based on how they learn or how they express themselves through art? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely believe that. Um, you can, you know, see in different culture of arts as well. Um, like in terms of like uh this is something i i see as well like um when, when people draw they would draw the animals that they are familiar with in their culture and hence you know then they know how to draw it very properly as well um <clears throat> yeah and i would say yeah yeah i, I would say yes um for me I, you know, I, I grew up with uh, the love of nature. So, you know, I was surrounded by people who are, sorry, I was surrounded by people who are very caring and also very um, nurture, very nurturing as well and care for the environment. So because of this, uh, most of the time that when I try to draw, I would draw things that would uh, relate to nature. So a lot of plants, a lot of flowers um, in my drawing. So, you know, with, with, with children as well, when, they, when they're drawing, they will often, I mean, most, this is something that I noticed, they will often try and draw things that they, uh, they know, like, they, like the type of games that they play. And then they'll just start drawing like Among Us, you know, because this is something that they, 
they grew up with. Um, and I could see them, you know, expressing themselves, trying to draw different types of, uh, you know, style and clothing for, for the Monarch's characters. <clears throat> and, and, and yeah, and that's something that I, I try to understand from, um, from, their, from, from their culture or from their, um, the genre that they, the generation that they grew up in. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I definitely believe that what kind of, uh, you know, brought up they, they were brought up with, uh, their background, their, <clears throat> their experiences is what caused them to want to draw uh, the things uh, they want to draw. Yeah, so that's why I feel it's so important that how we interact with children, um, you know, can really influence to how, how they think and create their perspective of the environment. Um, yeah, so if you, if you, you know, start treating them a bit differently or a bit um, not in a you know, good way, then they will start to create this <clears throat> understanding that the world is very dark and maybe the work that they create could influence them to how they create in the future. Yeah, so I feel it's very important that we, you know, us as adults, be very careful with how we, we speak to you know, the children or even to, to strangers as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this, um, this movie, it's called Teacher. <laughs> Um, it's where I saw this um, student uh, photograph thing as art. So she would change the photo with Photoshop in different ways that show a different message that it really like, expressed itself differently. And yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, pretty dark though. Like, she committed suicide in that movie. So <laughs> uh, how can we put importance on active because when um, teaching students. Okay. Uh, so how do I manage my, my lesson? So what I do and what my school do uh, does is we, every term we focus on teaching a specific artist. Uh, you know, we, we learn about Picasso, Salvador Dali, uh, all the you know really famous uh, artists from different time period and different uh, genre and you know teaching them different techniques on how to create the, the style of the art. So what I do uh, is I will prepare a presentation to show them a little bit of history uh, about who they are and whenever so probably at the first few weeks of the lesson I would what I would do is I would try to introduce them uh, these paintings, uh, these famous paintings that the artist did. Uh, so I try to explain to them that you know, some of the drawings, especially with uh, you know, Picasso and the abstract artwork, like Picasso and Salvador Dali, they work out very out of the ordinary. It's very weird. They, when, they, when the children look at the work, they immediately go, Ugh, a person doesn't look like that. I don't want to draw that. I want to draw something normal. What I do is to really help them understand that art doesn't have to necessarily be something like that, like like a perfect, uh, a, you know, a perfect figure of a person, uh, you know, with the perfect or correct color to color things. So and and really try my best to dig deep 
into helping them understanding why did the artist create this uh, painting and uh, yeah so and through through helping them you know open up their mind to they, they start to create this uh, you know a different perspective uh, this is something that i hope that i can also you know, open up in their mind uh, that they could see things a bit differently in art so you know things it doesn't necessarily need to be what it seems like so that's what i mean when i when i say you know look and go deeper um into into the meaning of what and why does you know this thing exists or why do i feel this way when i look at this painting <laughs> So, you know, if, if children feel like, um, you know, this drawing is hard, um, like with Salvador Dali, his, his work is like uh, surrealism. So it's, a, it's like a combination of uh, his dream and trying to draw realistically as well. So a lot of his artwork were inspired from his dream. So that's why it looks like nightmare. And some of the things look a bit creepy in there as well. <laughs> So for younger children, when they see it, they're like, ah, this is, you know, a bit, you know, a bit creepy. And I try to explain to them um, that, you know, perhaps, you know, why, why do you think that his, his drawing look creepy? And then, you know, the children will share, you know, maybe he has nightmares. So, and then he's drawing his nightmares and things like that. So, you know, when you, when you try to explain and get children to think a bit deeper, um, they start to reflect and start to relate or maybe not, yeah, sometimes relate. And also start to appreciate a bit more about why, you know, did these abstract artists create their work? And I feel like, you know, the minute that you treat them with uh, reasoning and, and you talk to them like adults and help them to think a bit deeper, they will, they will, they will, they'll understand um, as well. Of course, some of the things they probably won't understand everything, but if you try to talk to um, and explain to them properly, um, they'll, they'll start to understand and start to reflect as well. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, recently, drew, I recently painted uh, this thing because, like, I had my Viden painting, my Viden art thing. So it's like made of paper and on a wooden panel, which I think you saw. And then there's a, another one which I change it was the shield one with the zodiac things and the sword but this yeah. one is a uh, it's like a i wanted to draw like something peaceful so it's like mm -hmm. testing out different things and then it turned out to like a blue dark blue rose looking thing mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the sutra and then all around it was like vines and like frames and well it was just like red paint like struggled and then yeah. i was like it has like a purpose like so when i was drawing it i was like in this phase where like i have i was like planning how to draw it so i just like wrote down what i want to convey in this painting so i want to be mm. resilient inspirational uh peaceful calm like yeah do you, yeah so what, that's good do you, do you have like do you, do you have it right now maybe i can have a look yeah, sure. what does it look like is it hang up on the wall or something uh all right there that is a that's a big painting oh, oh yeah i see the the violin now yeah <laughs> nice okay okay yeah yeah i can yeah yeah nice all right yeah. Oh, you you muted by the way. If you didn't know, uh, 
nice job okay does it uh so does it have like a you know a deeper meaning into it i wanted to paint myself in like in a in that way that you know, uh -huh. expresses myself your character okay is that like uh you know I, I understand you know you you're painting it in that way what is like a uh what was it that you're trying to express you know we were talking about expression is there is there something that you were trying to express in there um like uh, maybe feelings or experience is there i was trying to express resilience and the power of like the beauty of being in a struggle, like even though the environment is like so harsh and so um uh like the environment is full of uh critics and a lot of doubt and like that the pain and stuff. So yeah, and I want to show that. I'm still at peace, even though my environment is like this. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think, uh, yeah, I feel um, in everything we do, I think resilience is something that is uh, very important to have, a value that is so important for us to um, to have in times of uh, struggle. Um, you know, with resilience is what is able to push us to to achieve the things that we want, and to achieve the things that we never thought we could. When it seems very difficult, yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing that 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 painting there. Uh, good skill. I, I love that uh, your violin there as well. When when did you create it? The the painting or the other one? Uh painting. Uh August. This year. Yeah. Nice, nice. And, yeah. and the other one? Uh some the uh, <laughs> sometime in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool that's cool I, I love it that you you hang up your your work uh in, in your this uh, work environment that you're in yeah yeah this, this, this uh, studio that you have it's very fitting it's uh nice um yeah. yeah i don't hang up a lot of my artwork i should do that i have a lot of work hanging around sitting around actually in the in the, in the shelf uh yeah i hope that i can have something put put up yeah I, I just need to put it up that's all <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think i posted it my writing one on instagram like when i did it yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm. yeah so uh what moments have you treasured with your kids when you are teaching them oh yeah uh what moments have i treasured i would i would try 
the thing about me is that I I will try to treasure the connection. Um, I think with every teacher, our sole purpose is to really, you know, treat them uh, as as human and not an object, and to really try our best to to know who we, who we are teaching. So that's why I say, you know, treasuring the connection is so important. Um, which is which, you know, with, with this you know connection, I'm not saying like you know go very deep, um, but on a professional level <clears throat> to to understand who they are, um, and and with this you know with this connection, you you can, um, you can create a lot of uh, great memories from it. So for me, I, I try to you know have um, be silly with them. Um, it is when you try to you know be silly with them, they they also feel like uh, a bit more relaxed um, that they could you know express themselves, um, their true self a bit more um, when they feel nervous or anything, and that you know. I want to create a safe space for them to be able to to share, as well. So, yeah, this is like um, you know, one of those um, one of the ways that I want to um, allow my classroom uh, to to open up this you know treasuring the connection. Um, yeah, one of the ways to for me to show um, how I. <laughs> How I treasure the connection with them. Um, sometimes, you know, when when you are able to, um, you know, gain that trust, they will start to share, you know, their struggle as well uh, with what's happening in their in their house. Um, sometimes it could be homework. Sometimes it could be the subject that they're struggling with, and sometimes it could be family issues which I feel um, could um, it's, it's very difficult to talk about sometimes with the children. Sometimes they, they really don't understand why is this kind of uh, um, you know challenges happening to them. So of course you know I don't have that um, you know, expertise to you know talk to them about their feelings and things like that but um, I, I would try my best to you know talk to them and, and you know help and sometimes not even talk just listen to what they have to say and then tell them that um, and try my best to to use art to let them focus on on the moment and let them um, yeah think think away about their, their problems for a little bit um, yeah, so it's, it's only so much that a teacher uh, can do. And I feel, yeah, sometimes um, I feel very helpless as well. But, you know, I myself is a, a Buddhist. And um, what I do is, you know, I would just pray for them, you know, for their family to to, to have this wisdom to, to overcome their, their challenges or their problems that they have in the house and to really pray for their absolute happiness as well. Yeah, so there's there's only so much that you know, like I said, only so much that I can do. But 
and I felt the appropriate way that I could do um, is, of course, talk to the parents. Um, and yeah, what I could, I could think of is uh, you know, reach out as a Buddhist um, and uh, pray for them. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like how uh, a previous teacher that I spoke to that said that um, love is the most important. So there was a, te- there was a student that lit out uh, a firecracker in class. And the principal was right behind, and then the teacher was teaching, and then they, and like everyone was like all shocked about the firecracker. But then when the teacher looked at the kid and then said, I love you, like, why would you do this? And then the kid started crying, like, the connection between the teacher and, and student is so important that. The, the students respect the teacher more rather than being the baddest. Wow, a bit scary to, to bring a firecracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that's the thing because I understand that it's important that students are able to speak out for themselves. And but I also believe in uh, respecting the authority as well. Uh, also respecting uh, you know for people who are um, you know older older than you. Uh, also have the wisdom to respect everyone that you meet, no matter their age, their status in life, um, how how sick they are or how healthy how you know how healthy they are as well. Um, yeah, so with with teaching, with the relationship between teacher and students, I I strive to to have this connection where it's balanced, um, but also at the same time that I will, I was I will hope that um, the connection that I built with students would be respectful um, towards each other. Um, I would I would try uh, I would never you know go and try and be little you know my, my students are telling them that you know your drawing is not good enough um, uh, it's, it's trash uh, it's not worth recycling and things like that I don't know you know I will try to avoid you know trying saying um, and be be fair with them and really find a way to to help them feel safe that they could. Uh, express themselves you know again you know coming back to this uh, i really want to have this making sure that this environment that i have uh, with them that they're able to be freely express themselves because if you if i go and start controlling them too much saying that you know what you're doing is incorrect you should do this you should do that i would try to you know listen to to them and and see why is it that they want to do this and then from there, I will make judgment on what to do. Do I allow where I allow them to continue with this, or do I want um, to them to change a little bit, not too much, because I still want them to be able to express and just change a little bit. So, yeah, and 
yeah, I I really hope that the you know the relationship that I have with my students, they uh they could also see the effort and and the action that I made. Um, they could also learn from it. That they would treat um everybody uh fairly and same, but also have this uh mindset and and respect for authority as well, so that you you know you don't go overboard with saying things that. Um, could be very hurtful to, you know, and, and I think that <clears throat> emotion is such a such a um, such a cool thing, but also such a fragile thing as well. At the same time, uh, you know, when we we feel very happy, we I feel that we was, we could do things that we never thought could do when we're happy. Um, I think no matter the the emotion. But sometimes with the emotion, we can also do uh, and say stupid things as well. When we are you know, very, you know, we're, we're angry, we could say things that we didn't mean to. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, to have this respect and have this wisdom to understand you know, when to say the right thing and when not to say things. So really have that wisdom to, um, to know when you're incorrect and you should listen, and and uh, yeah, and work towards to creating a um, a space where respect both parties, um, you know, either teacher students or students to students or teacher to teacher, um, or anyone to anyone, have this um, this mindset of respect, talking to each other, and yeah, really thinking about each other's. Um, Growth and happiness. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so um, recently, I mean, like before, like in a meeting, I heard that someone said that people should understand where people are coming from so mm -hmm. that we can react in a positive way for uh, in a respectful way rather than letting our emotions. Uh, take the control of us. So, um, yeah, you just like understand that everyone is going through their own uh, energy, like what influenced them in the past to react in the same way. And then from each reaction they make and each action they take, they are able to learn from it. And then as teachers, like, we want the best for the students to grow as people so that we incorporate small steps for them to go. And I know people have this uh, this expectation or this judgment that is that so like isn't by the pro and cons of things. So we always like try to judge it and then match how we have experienced it rather than like just talking about it and having this feeling or just like talking about it but not forcing them to really want them to do what you've done or like suffer the same way but really go through a journey of themselves and from that we still can learn something new because no experience is the same and therefore we can still learn from whoever it is no matter 
the disadvantages. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. The, the crucial um, value that I feel in, in human interaction um, is absolute respect. Um, one thing that I always remind you know, children is don't expect respect from people through um, through fear. You know, trying to uh, in a way bully people or take what they want, or you know, try to create fear into people to 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 have respect. Um, I think it's also something that is could be also influence them um, in our society. <clears throat> you know, we, we could see how how dark or how toxic it is in, in the world that we live in, where the strong prey on the weak with you know with, with huge companies that you know sometimes it doesn't really respect the dignity of life. Um, there's just a lot of problems in the world. And I feel that each of us individual plays such an important role in, in making the world a better place. And it starts with children. That's why, you know, before uh, I mentioned before, it's so important for us to treat each children uh, with care. You know, how we speak, how we interact with them, um, to to really help them understand the meaning of respect, compassion, um, yeah, I yeah I I have high hopes you know for for the the, the students uh, the children that I teach, um, you know I but one thing for sure is that all the efforts that I put in. Um, into teaching them, I, I truly believe that they will turn out to be people of um, people who look up to them because each of them have different unique skills. And I really hope that they could use this you know, unique skills to do and contribute back to the society. Uh, I truly believe that all of them are, are capable uh, young individuals who will make uh, a big difference to the world. And, and we are as well, you know, as teachers. Um, sometimes it, it takes a lot of wisdom, uh, a lot of realization and a lot of reflection to, to realize that as well, that we are actually also contributing uh, a difference to the children's life by how we interacting with them, positive, uh, positive way. So, yeah, you know, keep keep on um, doing the great thing that you're doing, Josh. Like with this podcast, um, and with, with your violin teaching, and with your future career of uh, teaching as well. Um, yeah, really don't don't see little of your action when you're interacting, or, or when you're working, or whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be teaching. Um, last time I had this uh, discussion uh, with my group of friends. Um, my Buddhist group, my, my, my Buddhist group of friends, yeah, they, yeah, we were talking about how, um, 
how do we contribute back with society with uh with our work that we have some say say that it's uh it's a bit challenging because the job that they are doing uh are not very suitable to to contribute <clears throat> and you know so I, I i reflected that and thought um hard about it actually all of us no matter what we do we are in a way contributing back uh for the betterment of the society i feel it's it all comes back down to our determination on how do we really really want this to be better how do we really want to how much do we really want for this person that i'm talking to or i'm interacting with um to 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 make good use out of the time you know just with simple interaction like this and you know chatting and having dialogue can can create so many opportunities you know open up um uh, um what's the word um like uh you know you had um uh, not not create <clears throat> uh man i forgot what's that word like um uh, you know unjumble this um this communication that you know people used to have and, and opinions that they had before uh it's, it's through this kind of you know dialogue that people are able to um put a, put aside this negative thinking that they have for each other so <clears throat> yeah i really feel you know each and one of us have um, this you know, potential uh to to make a huge difference you know, if you if you look back in the history of uh of all the you know people who contributed um a lot like martin look at Luther King Jr., um, Rosa Parks, Muhammad Ali, um, you know, they, they all were able to fight for what they believe is because they have this strong determination to really want to make a difference. You know, that's why they, they their effort are uh, consistent, making sure that they achieve it. You know, all of them start off with you know were nobody before but because the actions that they made led to a cause that they never thought would be so big and then everyone you know started supporting the cause that they're doing so yeah it, it all just takes one person to start so if you you know really think that your job is not um it's not uh, not able to um, you know give back to society. Um, I think it just really you know comes back down to what is your you know determination. Sometimes people are thinking about you know my pay is not good enough for me to you know to do to to do much more. Um, I think you know that's all right, but um, yeah, again, what it what is it that you really want to? Mm, yeah, what is your determination? Yeah, what is your what is it that you really, really want to to put in and and uh, give back? Yeah, yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, 
a lot of people just go to film and the they want to do it and then they don't want to do it after they, they try but this assumption that society puts onto people to force the people when they go older even though the but like 18 is like too difficult because like you only experience high school and you haven't really experienced the the whole society of uh, job applications and what life really offers that we should really have a strong purpose in what we do to be happy with what we are putting towards our life mm-hmm. because like I watched Gary V and he said that when your when your parents are like at this age now, they can tell you what to do, but then when they're 80, they're living their own life, they have done what they wanted, but the person, the the daughter or son daughter or son would be living their life rather than their own life. So it's important to have your own self-worth mm-hmm. wait give me a sec i need to charge my computer i uh yeah I, I i totally agree to that um you know finding a purpose but sometimes knowing what is your purpose is is also very difficult to to know you know sometimes uh i understand that you know children or high school students or any any young people um to find a purpose in life is challenging. Uh, you know, one is because they're, they're, they're young, they're, they were not able to, to go out and explore uh, the world. And the challenges they, they meet most often comes from, you know, school. Um, but also there are times where the challenges will also come from, you know, their, their family or their house. So, yeah, they, they never have the... Um, you know, opportunity to uh, experience the yeah the world yet, like you know other things, uh, especially with the work that they're very passionate about. Uh, so what I would say, what I would say is, you know, to really find your purpose is to try your best to to listen to people, uh, experiences. I think uh, it is true engaging and and talking to people and having dialogue or it doesn't have to be, you know, try, that's something that I learned as well. Try to talk to people of many different ages. You know, from there, you can, you can listen to their victories. You can listen to their, their failures because not every time, you know, um, you have to listen to people who, who win in their life and, and learn from. But I feel it's also good to, to listen to when people who share that their failures. Um, you, know, you, you can learn a lot from people who, who, who have uh, experienced victory, but also learn a lot as well from people who have experienced failures. Because you know, we, sometimes you know, with failures, they show their resilience, which led them to to victory. I would say, you know, if children, anyone who finds like they they don't have this purpose to to do things, um, try understanding um, 
start off by doing you know why you're doing this uh, it could be simple as like today you're reading a book try understanding like you know what's the purpose of you reading this book um same thing goes with work what is the purpose of you know you doing this work um yeah so these are some of my you know my, my opinion uh on on you know on purpose because purpose is not something that people can recognize and um and is able to to do it straight away it, it requires quite some time even for me you know my purpose uh it used to be you know, when i was young my my purpose when i grow up uh, i really want to be you know astronaut but when when, when I, as i get older um you know things start to shift and i, I move towards to uh, the art side <clears throat> and actually my purpose um in life was just really to try and make money and that slowly turned it into a you know career of uh, teaching so I, I never actually thought that i would be um doing teaching to be honest i would always thought that i would be doing like be a designer um for for a company and things like that um and then now i'm just yeah doing a bit much more than that you know um be a be a teacher and is able to um, it, it feels so much more fulfilling as well when you see the children who have uh, stayed with you for some time um, and you see them grow and become the person that you envisioned them to be so i would say it's like um it's a job that i really enjoy doing so for my shift from thinking that um you know money is important to to shifting my purpose into thinking putting the children's um life and their growth first um and, and i yeah it feels so much more fulfilling and my my life feels so much more um happier as well i feel like my life also blossom like my life grows and then my growth influences them as well in their positive way yeah so yeah it's it's important to have a purpose in life to drive you to do the things that you want um but uh yeah you have to understand that the purpose will always be better when you um let it um, lead in a humanistic way yeah yeah uh like for all careers like there's always this this dread and this boringness or this this um being overworked so like there's a lot of negative things in pursuing a career but having a purpose is the the most strongest desire we can have as people and to have a purpose that isn't fade but the purpose needs to be so strong that a person or a company cannot even pour water on this fire but this fire is so strong that the water itself turns into fire mm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah wonderful say well said yeah <laughs> yeah nice um What uh, experiences, teachers, you wish 
they could improve on and how could they how could you help them become better teachers mm. uh yeah I, I would say what drives you to be a teacher um that is the answer that i would i would give them what is uh well, i mean question what 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 is it that drives you to be a teacher you know as in, you know teachers are working in a in this industry um, we have to understand that we are creating um we are creating um, we are influencing them on how they think we're influencing them on how they they speak on how they learn so we are actually in an industry of um of uh, caring and an industry of supporting and nurturing a human being or many human beings and it's so important that we view each student as a human being too and i understand that you know i'm not trying to point fingers or anything like that but i i have experience where in the past when i was in high school or even primary school where i could really felt the teacher's intention wasn't really there to be a teacher. They were really, you know, they were there just for the money, which is okay. But like I you know, mentioned before, it's so important that you understand that how you interact with children, how you speak to them, how you talk to them can play a huge impact on how they grow up. So I remember, you know, with this teacher, that came um, in my high school. <clears throat> she, you know, she was uh, teaching us maths, but she never really cared each of the students. Um, and sometimes she would, you know, lose control of herself when she couldn't control the class, and she would, you know, sometimes accidentally uh, curse in the, in the classroom because the student as well which i felt you know of course very unprofessional but you know now reflecting back i think sure you know the the, the students were challenging to handle the, um, to control as well but if she played in a role where she would have been more careful and also mean more prepared she will be able to control the class well. So, and also taking the effort to connect with the students rather than straighting, like straight away assuming that every student is bad or every student is uh, no, not worth that, not worth her time to, to teach. No, that is not you know the way of not not the correct way of interacting with anyone yeah so uh, yeah so one thing you know my advice is really ask yourself what is your what is your purpose today 
when you go to the school to teach. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, all the teachers really let their focus and their purpose be the happiness, the growth of each of the students and let that be a drive to, to drive them to do their teaching. Yeah, That's, that, is, uh, that is very important. Yeah, and yeah, and sometimes, you know, when you have that, that strong desire to, to, to do um, and focus on the, you know, humanistic um, way of approaching the, uh, the students, you, you, you see not just the students grow, but also within yourself as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I also, I've also experienced this teacher being over controlled by the workload because teaching you have to you have to do mark tests, you have to create lesson plans, and you have to make the whole like you have to create everything on the like, the time frame of a school day. So this this teacher was overworked so much that she blamed the students for this um, load of work. And then the job became more negative and then she wasn't really empathetic to the students. So how would you, how, how can teachers keep on going with a positive mindset? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Uh... That's a very good question. Positive mindset. Um, and that's the thing as well, because it's so important that we, we never allow ourselves to be influenced by our personal uh, problems when we, when we step inside the, the teaching. So again, I will go back to really realizing what is our purpose when we're teaching? So when we are clear about the purpose that why we're teaching, and I, again, I hope that you know, each teacher really focuses on the, the, the student's happiness and growth to be their main center, uh, sort of like the, the, the feel to push and propel themselves forward with this you know, uh, uh, focus of growth and happiness on, on each student, you will, you will find ways that you never thought uh, you could to, to help these you know, students achieve what you want them to achieve. So I, I, you know, I, I understand that you know, each teacher has their own uh, you know, struggles and you know, they're, they're overwhelmed with uh, a lot of the things that's happening in their life. It's so important that we don't allow that to influence how we teach. So, yeah, I, I would say, you know, how, how do we keep ourselves positive? Is to really think about the future of the, you know, the, the children's life. Uh, and and I, I keep stressing about this, you know, you know the, how, we, how we interact with children is how, <clears throat> how they could be in the future. Yeah, so yeah, I feel it's very important that we try 
our best to um, you know stay positive. I'm not saying to you know, re repress your feeling. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. Uh, but for me, I would always go back to um, asking myself, you know, why am I doing this today? Despite the you know negative uh, things that's happening in my life, how can I put aside all these and really focus on my students that they, as long as they're happy, you know, and and they they're growing, I would feel happier too. Yeah. 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 I, um. Also had this teacher. I mean, like I've heard of this teacher that, um, uh, yeah. Okay, I've forgotten the meaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing coming to mind. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, how have you inspired your students to learn more? How have I inspired my students to learn more? Uh, I would always use my the the artist's um, background to inspire them. So a lot of times, artists, when they are uh, drawing, they draw with a sense of purpose. So and I, I try to help them, you know, the students understand what made these artists uh, famous. Because a lot of the, a lot, most of the time, or sometimes, the artists, you know, they, they work towards uh, contributing to society like you know we have artists that uh, <clears throat> uh, really love nature so most of the times the painting that they do they focus on creating uh, like a, a hidden message for the viewers to to look at so that's something that i also encourage my students to to do when they're creating artwork. Don't, uh, it's good that you're expressing yourself, uh, your artwork, however you like, but also think about what can you do with this drawing and think deeper on how can you contribute back to the society with the skills that you have. Yeah, so I would always use, uh, yeah, you know, um, artists, um, their history and their background to to drive them and to, um, yeah, really help them to understand a bit better why these artists create this piece of work. Yeah, yeah. So for me, yeah, it's just really using the artist's uh, yeah history and their background uh, to give them inspiration. What is the most, what is the, 
Mm. What have you experienced that you've struggled the most in teaching? Mm. Um, I would say um, because in my in my class we have to uh, it's arranged by age. So my class we have uh, you know ranges of um, nine to twelve, and also for my lower level I have like um, seven to eight. So even you know with nine nine years to twelve they are in the same classroom, and each of one of them you know, are sometimes a you know, different age, and also have different background and understanding and experiences in art. So I guess I would say, you know, the challenges would be the experience in art. So the skills that they have, um, you know, as, as we, we talked about before, it's uh, how, how they express themselves, how they express themselves and how they, they draw the things. It's all really influenced by their own experiences. So, for me, the challenges would be trying to help students um, who, who, who don't have that skills yet to draw and to really help them to open up their mind and, uh, and their experiences through um, giving them and letting them, letting them see uh, you know, images. So what I do is before I start to teach the class at the start of the lesson, I would quickly introduce them um, uh, this artist so every week I will prepare like lots of pictures because you know a lot of these artists they have like hundreds and thousands of uh, artworks so what I do is you know prepare sometimes like uh, 10, 10 pages of presentation or just pictures and really help them to understand the style and technique of these artists so that they can um, really really understand who they are and what they do um yeah because you know again they, they they children when they're young they don't really have the ability to access uh, information uh, they don't know how to do it so you know that's why i feel teachers is so important that we if we want them to learn something uh, make sure that we you know prepare enough information for them to to experience it yeah so yeah, and then another way, you know, seeing is not enough, so we need to draw it out. So, um, yeah, I would I would encourage my my uh, my students who are a bit more skilled, I uh, have more experience, to give them sort of like a, a mini teaching role. Yeah, is to you know let them um, take this opportunity to to teach others their skill as well on how they how they manage to draw this thing yeah so yeah sort of like giving them little little responsibility not too much not, not saying like do my job and things like that but just you know little um little effort like you know telling them to teach the person next to them on how they they would do this um how they manage to do this coloring how they manage to create this you know very nicely as well so yeah, really 
And also asking them questions, like asking them a lot of questions, help them really reflect and think about why is this there? You know, why is this shape the way it is? Um, where's the shadows? Why is the shadow there? And things like that. And, and uh, really help them to um, think critically on what made this drawing look interesting, what made this drawing look very good. Um, yeah, with this kind of question, it can really help them to yeah, think deeper. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, the, the challenges would be uh, helping um, students to, to know how to, uh, to draw when they don't have the experience. Yeah, I hope that I answer your question there. Yeah. Yeah. Like with that, like uh I always like find the moment like when I am like struggling to convey, like I have the, the lesson all planned out and then uh, I come out on a blank uh memory slot, like, like the gas fog memory, and I can't really um understand what I should do in that time. So like, what would you do if you stumble? Hmm. So what would you if I, if I stumble? Yeah. Uh, just pick yourself up, I would say, and, and, and try again. Because, um, you know, when 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 I first started out teaching, it was a disaster. I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, doing the theory is very different than doing in person. Because all you know would be all the things that you know. Um, it's all in paper. But to to do it, to to put it into action is so difficult. Because each, each children that you meet is different and they all give out this you know different behavior and uh, it can be very scary if you don't know what you're doing so when i started out <clears throat> it felt like uh, the children were more in control than i am they were you know, i really couldn't control the class they were screaming they were running around um they were complaining you know they didn't want to be here uh, I was really scared. I was terrified because I thought that I would probably would lose the job straight away because I was very inexperienced. But um, you know, my my boss was you know principal. She was uh, very very encouraging, and uh, you know she she was very patient with me as well. She taught me how how to control and uh, what not to do and what to watch out for and things like that. And yeah, and uh, start to take notes. Um, and I also felt that at the time, um, like I mentioned before, my, my focus were, were just to really make money. So that's why I really felt like my efforts, uh, my interaction with the children, uh, were, were not, were not that good. So what I mean by that is that I went to the class and I teach once the time, um, is up, I quickly run away and say, Hey, goodbye. Got to go. Um, like literally like on, on six o'clock, that's when I end, I would just leave. Uh, and the, the things I prepare as well were not really well-structured. 
I never really considered whether or not this will be difficult for children, whether it's too easy, um, whether or not. So all the things I, you know, I tried to draw for them, they are, they come from me, not from, you know, from them learning how to draw. So, yeah, and, and that took a lot of, um, you know, reflection to think like, you know, why, why am I doing it? Why am I doing this job? You know? And I have, uh, you know, I was very lucky enough to have uh, people in my life to support me to, and I really, you know, I, I asked this question to them saying, uh, I really don't like this job. Uh, I don't even know why I'm doing it. And then they say, yeah, I think you do, you know, you're doing it for the money. And then they said that, you know, why don't you try to focus on something else? Why don't you try to, you know, since this school is focusing on well-being and the growth of children, why don't you really, really try and focus on that? And let that be, you know, your, your push. And, and so I did. Um, I, I tried, I give this job a second chance. Well, my, my boss gave me the second chance, but, you know, I really want to redeem myself because I really want to do, um, do better. Um, and I felt bad for the children as well. When I, when I, when I realized that the things that I did was not, uh, was not good enough and were not, were influencing them uh, in a bad way. So one thing I learned is that if I'm very fearful, there will be, they'll feel uncomfortable and they also feel like um, they don't trust you as well. So the things that I teach, they would feel like it's not, um, they, don't, they won't trust me that this drawing will look nice. Um, so I really have to build up my, my confidence when, I, when I'm teaching and how I speak to each one of them. Um, so yeah, you know, the time forward, um, after like a few months later, um, I, I could see things start to change. Uh, my connection with the children were much better. I could, you know, I was able to um, speak to, speak to them um, uh, respectfully. Not saying that I wasn't respectfully, but just you know, um, with more care and and sincere as well. But like really earnestly try to talk to them um, and really care for them and asking them how was their day, how you know how how's everything and things like that, and yeah, be goofy around with them as well. And through that, um, I, I start to gain trust with the, uh, with the parents. And slowly, um, you know, word spread. And parents uh, felt like uh, they could trust me. And they, you know, really um, recommended other parents to try and learn from my class as well. So it's, it's this sort of like, um, you know, little small little fulfillment. You know, once you start to change for yourself. Um, and really focus on something much bigger than, than your own problems, things will work out in a way that you never expect. Um, yeah, and, and I truly believe in you know, the cause and effect. You know, the causes that you make, if you truly believe that it's going to be something you know, good and, and is working towards, you know, working, uh, towards um, the betterment of the society or for, 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 for humans, for humanity, sorry. And um, yeah, you know, the effect would always be positive. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I you know, truly believe in it.
Yeah, I recently had my um work placement um about two months or so ago, and I made a few like different plans and like a we I created like from the bottom like from scratch. I didn't like know was like a plan or like a structure, so I I made it and, like. Uh, I tried to make it as short as possible. So because it was remote, I could only do well, games or like, and I made um, two uh, lesson plans. One was like a geography one where I got the map, I got a few famous places, and then I put them onto the, like a, a dot onto the map. So, that didn't work out so well because like the students, but they don't interact. They're just, like they don't know what to do. So I repeat myself, and then the teacher help out a bit. And then the next one I made was like a video, but because like the teacher always says that you only have this much of a time, like uh, it's like I feel like it's too much. So I didn't really do it. So it's like a it's a short film about a mushroom trying to go across to the other side, and the students will be like, they they write into the chat box like what is happening in the 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 short film, and then like, when after like uh, several days, I have this imperfect empathic feeling from the meeting like. The teachers are like talking behind, and then they're recently being some negative um, effect to me. And uh, I still haven't received my report yet. So, like, I want that feedback. But yeah, like, what do you do about teachers that are not supportive and not giving you a good uh, advice or support? while being a student teacher. Okay. Um, well, I, I will try to reflect back to my time when I was in my uni uh, as well. So of course there are teachers who, I don't know, it just feel like they really don't want, they don't like, they don't want to do that job properly or not very supportive. One one advice that was given to me when I shared this, uh, you know, this my frustration to my, uh, you know, my my, my senior in faith, uh, is that he 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 mentioned back and saying, hey, so so what can you do about it? So you know, coming back down, what is your what's your desire to want to grow and learn? Just because this, you know, this teacher or mentor is not really giving much to feedback or supporting you, um, are you going to allow that to, to stop you from pursuing your goal or becoming what you want to be? No. So, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of answers to uh, there's a lot of pathway so it, it, it you don't really 
sometimes if you um, you don't really need to have only have one solution to your answer. I I yeah I believe that if this way doesn't work out or you know, for whatever reason, there'll always be a different way for you to solve this problem or to find the answer that you're looking for. And it, it really all comes back down you know, to, to your determination on how, how much do you want this? You know, let's say if I, if I didn't get this job, that's okay. Um, I can you know keep, keep looking for it. Just because I failed this time or I, di I didn't get enough support on this thing, um, that doesn't mean that it's the end of my career the end of what I'm truly trying to achieve for, I'll, you know, I'll look for a, for a different solution. Maybe I can look out, uh, you know, seek out from other people. Maybe, you know, if this, uh, this person doesn't like, doesn't like me or doesn't want to help out, uh, I, I can try and reach out, you know, to other people who, you know, who, who may be uh, in a similar field as I am um, and, and really try to reach out and uh, yeah, seek seek for a different solution. Oh well, I kind I kind of share my experience already in the um, when I was talking about how uh, my my shift in uh, you know thinking about money and thinking into students. So I, I kind of used that into uh, answering your your question before. Uh, what about yeah. the, the experiences under the Christians? How do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. So that's why that's why I felt um I feel like because like uh you know the question that, that you you asked um is also like experiences in a way. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of the things that I shared was from my experience uh, that I was thinking of sharing. Yeah, maybe I can talk about like, uh, you know, now with the COVID. Is that okay? Maybe I can think of something like this one. Um, so I, I'll share a little bit of uh, my experience in you know, teaching in COVID time. Um, my, myself and along with many other teachers who, who you know, teach uh, in the art field, uh, would say that it would be impossible to teach online lesson uh, with art, especially when it comes to you know young young children, because uh, you require them to to stay focused because uh, you know young children they can they see things and then they get distracted. They're like, oh, what is that on the roof? Oh, what's that on the table? Whoa, does that teacher have a mole? You know this kind of thing. Uh, and they can get you know distracted really really easily, uh, so and it require a lot of uh, attention as well uh, on how, uh, how teach them how to color you know point to them like where to do these certain things, um, so you know when when you know COVID hits uh, in Australia in Melbourne, everybody freaked out and, and just thought that wow what's going to happen to the school and uh, we had about a month to practice and prepare for the online lesson. Uh, so we, we have like a, a guest uh, you know, to come in to, to share with us how to use Zoom properly, how to set up 
the you know the the, the teaching method. Some people use uh, like two cameras to you know one the ones with face, one is like down. So we uh, and some some teacher use like a digital computer to draw um, and, and like sort of like share screen so they can see uh, what's happening in the drawing. Um, yeah, so we we had to we had to quickly adapt to the changes. Uh, and one thing you know that I really uh, was motivated by my, my boss is that she she's very willingly to accept changes, and she could accept it very quickly as well, and very quickly to adapt to um, challenges, new challenges. So she's actually um, uh, quite uh, quite always well. And to see her, uh, you know, taking initiative to say, you know, yes, we're going to conquer this. You know, we have to, um, because you know, um, learning doesn't just exist uh, in the classroom. It can exist, you know, in in anywhere. It just really depends on, you know, what is your determination, you know, to to learn. So yeah, everyone was uh, you know trying our best to. Uh, despite our fear of thinking that this would not work, we, you know, we we tried, and uh, and see. So when the term started, um, I had my first online lesson. Um, yeah, of course there are some things that is not good, such as like uh, the internet connection, um, background noises, um, uh, sometimes like the computer. Uh, runs out of battery really quickly and things like that. Um, so we, we all really have to you know think ahead and be prepared for that. So I feel like the first week of the lesson was like trial uh, and error. And after that, everything got much better and more smoothly as well. Um, so with the online lesson, funny thing is that after a term, we felt like the students' results got so much better uh, compared to when they were, you know, in person uh, in the class learning together. Uh, so, so you know, me and the other teachers, we had a discussion and really, you know, talk talk about it and, and say, you know, is this true to you? Is this true to you too? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's true. The reason that we, you know, we we thought about it and we, we found out that it's because they were uh, one, they were in their quiet environment, they were learning, they had no distraction, and uh, they they couldn't copy each other because sometimes when children they're sitting next to each other, they're very easily influenced by each other's work, and they start to copy, you know, when things are uh, like you know they they see this is better or that, they start to copy each other. Um, you know, I, I really you know encourage them to to be themselves and, and draw the things that they want uh, to have, uh, but. It's very hard when they're you know sitting together and, and and it's very easily influenced by the thinking that this is perfect and I should therefore follow the perfect one. This is something that I found out it's, uh, it's so uh, so bizarre that children are learning and uh, their results are getting much more better when they were learning online. Yeah, I I, I found that so so crazy, but it's true uh, and it works really well. And uh, but one thing that I felt that I couldn't do properly is my connection with my students. Uh, because most of the time, uh, I would have to mute them. Uh, sometimes where they learn, not everyone you know learns in a very quiet environment. They sometimes have to uh, like uh, you know work, not work out, study outside in the living room or something like that. Sometimes you can hear TV in the background. 
So I have to, or, or you know, uh, the mom cooking in the kitchen uh, is pretty loud sometimes. So I have to really like you know mute them. You know, overall, I would try my best to to ask them how they are in their class, you know, during the class time and uh, while they're drawing, and really uh, you know reach out to them uh, to see, yeah, how 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 they're doing. <clears throat> at school uh, and of course you know for those that i had a really uh, uh close relationship with um you know the the students that i have uh, been teaching for some time they would you know be be more you know chatty uh, more, more talkative and they would share you know their the struggles that they are facing um yeah I, I would try my best to you know reach out to them and, and talk to them and also talk to the parents uh, sometimes talk to the parents afterwards to to let them know what happened and what their you know their concerns uh, the children are expressing in them so i would say um it is it is very challenging to to not have that um sort of like a face-to-face -face, uh, you know dialogue with them um and i had to do it like through digitally and it's like a very small screen I felt like that human connection is uh, slightly a bit lost there. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, that would be uh, one of the disadvantage in using online teaching. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, you know again, it really comes back down to um, how much can we do? And, you know, what, what is our determination? How much do we really want to care for our, our students? To what extent can we, can we go for? Yeah, whether or not you're doing online or you're doing face-to-face um, -face in the class, always, always do your best to reach out and, and not just focus on teaching, but also focus on the um, humanistic side, like their growth, uh, their happiness of it. You know, try your best to, to infuse what you're learning in class, um, influence in their growth uh, in a positive way. My mental teacher uses like the, what would you do? As in like, they were doing presidents and like the, like if the United States did this, like what would you do? And mm. just like repeated, the, what would you do what would you do like just like the tiktok so it's like yeah, yeah. like using um connectivism so i really like how teachers can embody like experience and also mm -hmm. um rapid with the reynolds also but face-to-face -face, he uses glitter yeah and he's like puts a bit of glitter on a student because they're doing good and he's like you're doing good you keep up the good work and then he puts a little bit of good on someone else like Okay. Who's not doing so well? And like, yeah. You're putting your putting good effort. So, yeah, he's using behaviorism. So, it's uh, good to give student achievement for what they've tried for, but their failures or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, rewarding them, uh, and sometimes even just like a small gesture, like saying that you you did. Um, and when they're they're struggling as well with uh. You know what they're, they're doing in, in our class um i most of them would say you know encourage them don't give up you know while well it's very important that we try to our uh you know to 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 achieve victory i think it's so important that we we don't give in to defeat because uh you know when, when we when we stop we won't be able to understand whether or not this is uh this is going to work out or is this going to lead to something better you know, so a lot of times when children, when they draw halfway uh, in my class, they, they feel like, oh no, this is not looking what it should be. And I will, I would encourage them saying, hey, no, you know, don't, don't stop. You only seeing like the half result of the drawing, finish it. And I promise you, you know, and, and put effort into it as well. And I promise you that the drawing will, will turn out ways you never expected it to be. 
yeah so yeah sometimes just little words like this of encouragement and re rewarding them with uh and i feel drawing art is their reward so the effort that they're putting in is what they are going to to receive so i guess um yeah, and that's something that I tried to to help you understand as well. In, in things that you, you know, when you when you do, always try and do hundred percent, give it your best, and uh, most often the result will come back uh, positive as well. Um, and I hope that they could see this uh, as something not just in art but also apply it in their every aspect of life as well. What about the students that? don't like art or don't like music like one of my students is like she used to throw tantrums she used to throw tantrums and um yeah it used to be hard to teach her but now like involve um gamification to improve the the emotion and and the habit of doing the playing music so that they enjoy it more, but she still dislikes the violin, but likes the piano. Yeah, I think I also have students who are similar like that, who are really not that interested in. So what I do is I ask them first. It's okay that they don't like it because some, sometimes it's not what they want to do. Like for example, some some students they are here because of their parents, you know, because their parents want them to do it, not because they they taking the initiative saying that they want to do it, but because their parents want them to do it. Yeah, it's challenging to to get them to do what I want them to do. But I ask them, you know, when that happens, I ask them, and I start to you know. So I have this boy who who really doesn't like to draw, and I ask him, "What do you like?" And he's saying, "I like swimming." And then yeah, and they was like, "Okay, that's good." Yeah, and I start to joke around with him. But I, I personally can't swim. I said that, you know, uh, I don't know how to swim, but I know how to float uh, and things like that. And and I, I start to use things that I, I understand about swimming to help them understand um, a bit better about art. So this boy, you know, he, we were trying to learn about um, how to do coloring, you know, how to use cold and warm colors to color, uh, to make the drawing look interesting. So this boy was just really interested in just using pencil to, to sketch. You know, when it comes to art, we really try to uh, children to experience many different techniques. So you're not, so you just don't know. So you just, um, you not only just focus on doing sketching, but you're also able to to uh, um, have this other learn how to use the other technique uh, and and better your work and better your your drawing experience and skill. So I try to help them understand that. So when you're swimming, do you do you only learn how to swim? Uh, and then yeah, so it's, it's just like art. When you when you come to swimming, you you try to learn different uh, ways of swimming, don't you? You you you're trying to learn how to swim. Um, with the technique of using breaststroke, you know, and, and, and backstroke and many other forms of uh, swimming. And I, yeah, and, and help them, you know, understand that, you know, why, why is it important that we, we try to learn different uh, techniques and art so that, you know, we can, we can be a better artist when we grow up and we can use many different skills. So, yeah, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know, uh, maybe... You know, if, if your student is uh, interested in piano, try and try and find a way that you can connect piano with, um, you know, with this uh, violin. 
yeah so yeah it really really comes back down to again thinking you know just because this is the only way no it's actually not there's many other ways that you can you can teach your children teach your students on how to um yeah do the things that you set up for them to do it just really comes back down to yeah really crack our brain and thinking about what else can we do maybe it's how we teach that they are not enjoying sometimes sometimes it takes a lot of courage and a lot of wisdom to realize that the the problem is compass not from the student and definitely not from the violin <laughs> but it's uh, sometimes it's that's maybe we need to change something about ourselves to influence them to like um, what we're trying to do um well i don't have any more questions but that's a good we can end here then okay yeah. so thank you for being a part of Inspired podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It's uh, it's been very fun. Thank you. I really enjoyed this.